Welcome to episode 113 of the Ask Achieve show where we answer all of your burning questions on all things health, fitness, and nutrition. We're your hosts, Lauren and Jason Pack, and we're on a mission to bring inclusivity and positive vibes to the fitness space. Today we'll be discussing how to politely shut down unsolicited advice in the gym, back pain during rows, plyometric exercises for beginners, and how to make healthy food choices every single time. We hope you're excited. Let's get into the show. What's up, Achievers? It's episode 113. Um, I had a little, I, I was going to try to have a good, like, burning, but my voice is a little shot from uh, recovering from being sick, and it was just like, burning. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little soft. So, um, but these questions are still good. They're, they're still burning. They are burning questions. I just, I, I just had like a little, like a wisp of, of, of burning, but okay. Anyway, we're back on track. Yeah. Um, last week was a little bit tough, so we only got one episode in, but I think we're going to be back and rolling at it again, so. That's the plan. Yeah. Um, anything exciting happened? It was your grandmother's 91st birthday, yes, which is awesome. Yes, we went out to visit my, uh, we went out to my parents' house, uh, which is about an hour west of Boston, um, and we went out to dinner for my grandmother's birthday. She lives in an assisted living, um, like, kind of complex area that's really nice, um, but it's really nice, too, that she gets to go out, and so we went out to dinner, and as soon as, as we got in and sat down, we put Kendrick next to her, and Kendrick grabbed her finger. It was adorable. It was adorable. so adorable. <laughs> he wouldn't let go, actually. Yeah, he was actually, I was like, uh, don't grab too hard. <laughs> she's, she's 91. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was great. It was, it was funny, like, we, we, we got there, and uh, she was already there, along with her aunt and uncle, who had, uh, you know, uh, brought her there, and she was sitting there, and she had this, like, tall like kind of like a you know a little like like an alcoholic drink basically and it looked like a quadruple shot of whiskey or bourbon or something and i think your dad was like what what are you what are you drinking right now she's like <laughs> apple juice <laughs> it's pretty funny it was really funny it definitely looked like whiskey like that like orangey. apple juice on the rocks yeah. please <laughs> that's so, that good yeah. Um, all right, cool. And then we kicked off our free challenge that we've been running. That oh, was kind yeah. of a big, another big thing we did this weekend. So that yeah, was awesome. actually, that's another reason why last week was a little bit too busy for us to yeah. uh, record another episode. But um, yeah, we've got this free 28-day challenge going on currently. Um, today was the first day. So I think you can still technically sign up today if you want to do that. Yeah. Um, and just look at the link in our bio on our uh, Instagram handle. Uh, but more than likely, you probably have seen it because we did post about it a bunch last week. Um, but yeah, the Facebook group is going really well. And um, yeah, it's, it's been really good energy. So been great. Yeah. yeah, we're very excited. Cool. All right, so let's get into the questions. The first one is from Whitney Wilson 24. And she said, I love this question. What is a polite yet assertive way to respond to men at the gym who try to give you quote unquote tips? <laughs> this is a this is incredible to me that people still do this and like just have the nerve to actually go about doing that. It really to, is to any to anyone. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 funny, but uh, yeah, I guess tell it from your perspective because I wouldn't know how to deal with that. Yeah, I mean it's like. It's so frustrating, and I, I love that you're, like, polite yet assertive is the way that she asked it, because, like, you don't, I mean, sometimes you just want to be, like, seriously, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, don't talk to me, um, but then you might not feel great about that interaction either, and so you yeah. want to leave feeling like, hey, maybe I actually, like, I stood up for myself, but maybe I actually also showed this person that, like, it's not really the nicest thing to do, <laughs> like, it's not super awesome to just go up and give someone unsolicited advice. Um, so, I mean, I don't have, like, a perfect statement for you, but I think something along the lines of, like, oh, like, thanks, but I actually am following a program that, um, like, I mean, I don't know exactly where you're coming from, but for yeah. instance, if it was some, if it was me, I would say, uh, I would say, thanks, but I'm actually, well, I would say I'm actually a, a 
trainer. <laughs> um, or thanks, but I'm following a program that my trainer wrote for me and, and they made sure that I'm doing the exercises properly. So I'm, I'm all set. Um, I don't even think starting with thanks is actually really appropriate because I, I wouldn't thank them. <laughs> um, I'm really trying to come up with like, I should have thought this out further, but I mean, yeah, this is just, it's just such a ridiculous thing to do it's that so it is, it is tough to even come up with a response in this situation and i think just from an overall mindset standpoint i think the big thing is just to not get defensive right as soon as you get defensive then it becomes just more of a bigger situation than it needs to be so i think basically what you're trying to get at is just cutting off the conversation as quickly as you can exactly just showing like coming whatever however you can showing that you're you're good like yeah. you've got this like and giving them like a a solid kind of like reason that you've got it, I guess. Not, it doesn't, uh, I'm like getting mad at myself even <laughs> saying this. And I'm like, no, you don't need any reason to like say, no, I don't need your advice. Ugh, yeah. I, I mean, know. if the, if it gives you any sort of like solace, I mean, we get the amount of Instagram comments that we get <laughs> from these Instagram coaches that are trying to educate us on all, everything that we post. Basically. Um, I, I actually have an album labeled criticisms in our folder. Cause eventually I want to do like, trainers read mean tweets kind of oh segment which i think really will funny. be funny but it's just we get it all the time as well yeah. but more virtually um less in in in, in the gym kind of setting yeah. but um but we, we get a ton of that as well so i think just taking things with a grain of salt and knowing that you know you're clearly on the right track just because you are working out at the gym so yeah and i think that like making sure that you have that internal confidence in, in like you know that this person is probably giving you advice because they're trying to impress you. Yeah. Like that's mostly the reason that somebody's going to do that if it's unsolicited. Totally. Um, and you could just be like, like, it, you know, ugh, I'm really struggling to answer this <laughs> question. I really am. Cause what I want to say is like, stop. Why are people such jerks? Like I don't want people <laughs> to do that to other people in the gym, especially to women. And I think, I, th I, th I think you're on the right track with bas basically just saying something along the lines of thanks for your input. I think I've got this though. Yeah. Just finishing off with something along those lines. Sure. I wish I could come up with something better. <laughs> I'm going to try. Um, but I think saying thanks for your input basically kind of like, I don't really know. I don't really know. No, because saying thanks is like, I appreciate that you came up to me, but Nobody usually does. Yeah. <laughs> you don't actually want to. So I have a problem with like sometimes being too polite. <laughs> right? I but I mean, it also just kind of cuts the situation off pretty quickly too. Yeah. I think that the, the thing you want to do for the most part is just cut it off in, yeah. in whatever way feels appropriate in that, in that moment. So just saying I'm all, I'm actually all set. I actually know what I'm doing. I actually work with a coach or actually, um, I'm following a program. Yeah. I'm, I'm following, following a program. certain advice from different professionals and stuff yeah i uh, learned this from x y and z like whatever it is just kind of just being like I, I got this i'm all set um and just kind of ending it there if they persist then you can be a little more assertive in yeah. like please don't give me any more advice i'm not looking for any help yeah um i mean and that's another thing you could say is just like oh, I'm, I'm actually not really looking for any help i'm i feel pretty good about what i'm doing yeah like that can be an assertive but not super like aggressive way of, of saying it, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. Not, I'm not actually looking for any help. Yeah. <laughs> like, did something that I put off look maybe seem like I was looking for help? Like, I'm I'm good. Um, 
I think that could be one way of, of saying it. I'm not actually looking for help. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah. And just saying that, uh, yeah, I think that's just leaving it at that is pretty yeah. pretty good. But yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're having a tough time because it is it is just a difficult situation to, to encounter and it is just like annoying, right? So it's, Yeah, it's really annoying. And I think that I can laugh something like that off, like you and I can laugh it off because we do have so much confidence in what we're doing. Yeah. Um, but it would be harder if, if somebody's not super confident in what they're doing, but they are trying their best, right? Yeah. They are doing what they think is right. And then somebody comes up to them and gives them advice and you could start to question like, am I, do I actually know what I'm doing? Like, am I actually doing the right thing? So that's why I think just saying, hey, I'm, I'm not actually looking for any help right now is at least a way of ending the conversation without feeling like you have to defend yourself yeah. or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just just annoying that people do that. Yeah, I think, yeah. <laughs> and I think just uh, going back to what we talked about before, just approaching it as this, uh, just people just sometimes do that and you just have to brush it off your shoulder because if you spend any more time on it than necessary, then that's just detracting from your day, yeah. you know, putting things into more of a, a negative, in negative light. But, you know, you should just be focusing on you, your lifts and just feeling good that you've been hitting the gym. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. I wonder if you can hear Diesel drinking his water right now in the background. <laughs> very rudely. <laughs> we've, we've stopped trying to worry about Diesel sounds because we were just trying to get the podcast in <laughs> so when Kendrick true. is sleeping. So now we're like, whatever, if you hear Diesel in the background, oh well. Um, anyway, okay. So question number two is from Yusef Bassioni. And they said, I, I do lock my lower back when doing barbell rows and during pull downs, but I still kind of feel some lower back pain. So yeah, this is a really good question. Um, basically... More than likely, they're talking about when they're in this sort of like leaning forward, bent forward position um, where they're pulling the weight up towards them, right? right? Yeah. Um, and even when you have your core braced and you think your back is in a flat position, sometimes it could just be a little bit too much for your back to handle for whatever reason. Um, a lot of the times what we see is people rowing, but they have the barbell or the dumbbells um, kind of like further away from them. Yeah. You want to try to get the bar or the dumbbells really close to your legs, your shins, um, that sort of area. Because any further, like every millimeter forward that the weight is away from your body, the, 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 the stress becomes exponentially worse on your lower back. So you want to really keep it close to your center of mass and that makes it much better on your back right yeah so exactly that's exactly what i was going to say that's almost always the reason if everything else looks good if your back is flat and everything looks like position wise with your torso looks really good it's almost always that the weight is too far out in front yeah um and like away from your body yeah, yeah. and the second thing is you might be just using a little bit too heavy of a weight for you right now um, maybe not for your arms but for your lower back and so what you can do is use a lighter weight but in order to challenge yourself, maybe you can do more repetitions. Maybe you can do isometric holds where you hold the row at the top. There are different ways where you can make the exercise a little bit more challenging, even though the, the weight is a little bit lighter. So you can try going about, going about it that way. Yeah. Um, one other thing is just your overall stance. So if your stance is about hip width apart, it might be a little narrow. Try widening out your stance and also pushing your knees off to the sides. That gives you a little bit of a better base of support, and sometimes that's all, all that's all that's all it needs to um, to get yourself in a better position to buffer those stressors on your lower back. So yeah, try you that can out. actually think about it like if you if you're somebody who also deadlifts, sometimes um, if you're a sumo deadlifter, you, that means you're a little bit more comfortable in that like wider stance hinge position. Whereas if you're a conventional deadlifter, you might be a little more comfortable in a narrower stance hinge position. Yep. So think about it that way too. Like, oh, if I, I sumo deadlift, but I'm trying to do these rows with my feet really close together, maybe that might possibly be why 
that's hard for you because that's actually not you've found through deadlifts that that's not actually your optimal hinge position. Right. Um, so sometimes you can use the de- the way you deadlift as a way to measure like, oh maybe this is how I should set up for a bent over row. Yeah. Um, and that might help. Yeah. 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 Cool. Awesome. All right, next one is from Ace Mom Fit, and they said, how should beginners prepare for difficult plyometric exercises? Yeah, a really good question. Yeah. Um, the, f- the way that we prepare beginners for plyometric exercises, um, more than likely they're talking about lower body, right? Like jumping yeah, and bounding. And so how we first start off is just getting them really good at squatting mechanics. Mm-hmm. So just body weight squats, loaded squats in the form of goblet squats and other sorts of like various position kettlebell squats Um, and then what we go into is practicing on landing and the way we're practicing on landing the way we practice landing is utilizing box jumps and we try to do box jumps at a height that they're comfortable with and we really try to get them to understand how to absorb force i think people treat box jumps like an advanced exercise because they are jumping onto some sort of elevated surface but we view it as more of a regressed version of a jump because when you jump up in the air, normally you jump up to a certain amount, an X amount, right? And then you have to land that same amount and you have to absorb all that force. When you jump up onto a box, you kind of take away all that force on the way back down because the jump, the box is cutting off that height. Right. Does that yeah. does that make sense? <laughs> Did yes, I, I, that I think that makes okay. exactly, yes, it does. It cool. <laughs> so when you jump up onto a surface, it reduces the landing forces, um, requirement and so you can spend more time on how to absorb that force so we like to use box jumps in this instance and we like to do it not like sets of 20 to 30 we like to do three sets of five three sets of three even just really taking your time to jump up on the box stepping down and being mindful throughout the process yeah, i think stepping down is a big one i was just mm, gonna add yeah. like we don't have people jump back down because then that defeats the purpose because then you are absorbing the weight from yeah. the jump so and usually when you jump off the box you're actually adding more stressors because you're jumping higher than the enough. box yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah stepping yeah. off and then also like we we sometimes like to specify how we want people to land so we'll say like um or, or even just like holding the landing on the box, right? Yes, so yeah. we'll say to jump up and hold for two seconds in that landing position and to just take a second to assess where what your stance is like when you land. Like are your knees caved in? If they are, then that's not an optimal landing position. So let's try again and the next time when you land, try to get your knees pushing out. Try to make sure your knees aren't way over your toes, but you're kind of like just balanced in your midfoot with your hips back a little bit, your chest forward slightly, um, just in a nice, good athletic stance. Yeah. And if you take the time to actually hold that for a couple seconds, then you can really ingrain that pattern. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then from there, the next thing that we do is we go into just your normal squat jump. And so we take the box away. We just have them jump directly in place, um, jump as high as they can. And then again, practicing good landing mechanics. Um, and then from there, we might actually have them go into um, exercises where they're on like, let's say a small plyo box and we have them jump off that and then we have them land on the floor, go into a squat jump and then land. And that's what we call a depth jump. Um, but we use that pretty sparingly. That's more of an advanced exercise, but just wanted to illustrate the point of why we go from box jump to body weight squat jump to jumping off of a box as like our general progression. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's two-footed exercises. And yes. There's plyometrics that are single leg, and that there's kind of like there's a bunch of different ways that you can progress, but they're all it's all very similar in the methodology. Yes, right? yeah. And Everyone so. focuses on 
the plyometric, the jumping portion, but you want to focus on landing first. You yeah. want to focus on building your brakes before you start to build your engine. Yeah, perfect. Cool. Awesome. And then we have a fourth question. This one is from Isha Sukawani, and they said, how to make healthy food choices every single time. Um, and so this is a great question and something that um, I don't necessarily think that you have to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and that's probably, was that kind of what you were thinking I would say? Yes, yep, um, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> <laughs> because I think that we get so all or nothing with nutrition and with exercise and with everything in life that we sometimes don't give ourselves any leeway to not even quote unquote like make mistakes, but to just like not be perfect. Yeah. And, <laughs> and when we don't give ourselves the freedom to not be perfect, then we get into sort of all these other issues of feeling like a failure and then going like completely off the rails because yeah. you're like, well, screw it. Why, I, I can't make it. If I can't make a healthy choice now, like why am I even trying? Yeah. Um, and I've, I'm speaking from a lot of experience. <laughs> and so, um, I do think that it's great to be thinking like, I always want to be making the healthiest choice for me. Sometimes, a healthy choice, a quote-unquote healthy choice, is the thing that makes you feel really happy in that moment and isn't maybe necessarily the thing that is the most, most like, filled with nutrients and vitamins. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, like, last night we were when we went out to dinner for my grandmother's birthday, for instance, like, if I wanted to make the, the healthiest choice in terms of nutrition, I probably would have gotten a salad with some protein mm -hmm. and, you know, had a really balanced, like, or maybe like steak tips with broccoli and uh, mashed potatoes or something like that, like yeah. kind of a balanced meal. Um, but I was like, you know what's something that I can't make myself that I just like really I'm not good at making myself is risotto. I really, I, I, I love it so much, but I can't make it at home. It just, it's hard to make. I'm not a really good cook. I don't have the patience for it. It's like, I'm going to get that because it's something that really like, it's, it's something that's unique to the restaurant and I, I just really want to have it. I'm going to enjoy it. And that was the right choice for me in the moment because it's what, it was something that I like, it was going to make me feel really happy and fulfilled yeah. and like and then I don't normally get to do and I if I then went home and was like oh man I like I really wish I hadn't had that risotto I feel really guilty about it and I'm gonna tomorrow I'm gonna go to the gym and run on the treadmill for two hours so I can burn <laughs> it off then that becomes a very unhealthy choice yes. but because I just was like hey that was really good I'm really excited that I ate it and I moved on it was actually a totally fine and healthy choice yeah that makes I, sense? yeah absolutely <laughs> I think um just giving yourself some leeway in terms of like okay, um, whatever your plan is, I think just saying like, okay, if I stick to this plan 80% of the time, then more than likely it's going to yield good results, yeah. right? Yeah. Or if it doesn't because you are a little bit maybe further along on your journey and you have um, slightly less room for error, maybe you can do 85% of the time or 90% of the time. But unless you're like competing at, as a bodybuilder like on stage, you don't have to be eating clean 100% of the time. And that just sets you up, like Lauren said, just from a mental standpoint, just like to for failure, really, because you're going to start to view yourself as not being able to stick to a plan. And you're going to start to feel like you can't do anything. And that just like matriculates to other areas of your life. And it's just not a good situation overall. Yeah. So just saying, okay, if I stick to this plan about 80% of the time, then I know that that gives me a really strong chance of actually sticking to a plan. And then suddenly you start feeling like a success, that momentum builds up, and then suddenly everything else gets easier. And you, you start to make better food choices just because you've been able to make such good progress on your own. Yeah, exactly. That's So the really what we're trying to say is like when – 
you are just kind of like going through your life and trying to eat your standard like breakfast, lunch, and dinner just in a regular daily routine, like yeah, try to make great choices that make you feel good. So try to include more vegetables in your diet, try to include high quality protein in your diet. But when you are going to make a choice that doesn't look quote unquote perfect on paper, don't let that derail you. Don't let that make you feel bad about yourself. Don't let it like get, don't let your self-worth get caught up in that because then that's what becomes unhealthy. It's not the actual food. The actual food is not going to be that big of a deal. Like Jason said, it's just going to be, it's a small little blip in, in uh, the grand scheme of things in that Mm -hmm. bigger picture. It's only if you let it really build into something bigger than it is. That's when, when your health actually ends up being like, like getting Damaged. Damaged, thank you. (laughs) I'm running out of words. Um, Yeah, so making healthy choices isn't always about eating a salad. Sometimes it's about doing what... What's best for you at that moment in time. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, You know, one thing I wanted to go back to was just like, if there's anyone else that's listening out there that has been in a similar situation um, from our first question, our introductory question... Um, just to DM us and let us know kind of like how you feel those sorts of statements and kind of like just how you go about that process. Yeah, we would love to know because I, we didn't really, we wanted to bring it up because it's a great question, but we didn't have a great answer. Yeah. (laughs) Um, it was just just one of those things that's like, man, we wish we could just come up with a way to make this stop. (laughs) Um, but since that's not, yeah, necessarily going to happen anytime soon, we would love to hear how you guys have dealt with that. Yeah, there was yeah. another p- person that commented um, on one of our posts. Um, I, I don't remember her handle, but she said something along the lines of like, man, I, I was having such a good deadlift day and I was feeling so good about myself. And I took a video of a PR lift that I had and I couldn't not look at this male that was watching me. And you, I, I wish I had shown you this video. The guy was too. like lurking in the background and he was just like pacing back and forth and just looking at her form oh. while she was like feeling so accomplished, hitting a PR, looking back and forth. And then like at the end, he's like, he's got his arms crossed. He's like leaning to one side and with this sort of like perplexed look on his face while she's lifting. And she was like, I was going to feel good about myself. And I see this person just giving me this like, 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 what is she even doing? Oh what kind gosh. of form is that? Um, and I was like, oh, that's that sucks so much um, to go from like, yes, I feel awesome to this person is judging me so hardcore and it's just on video. Um, so she's like, I, I can't even, I can't even like post about it because it just makes me so upset. And it was just like this whole thing, which which really sucks, obviously. It really sucks, yeah. Um, but yeah, tell us how you go about <laughs> feeling feeling these sorts of like comments. And you know, I don't think the right response going back to it is to just lash out at them, right? Because I think that gets you, again, into more of a negative light, and that leads you to dwell on the situation even further, which is what we don't want. How can we collectively just shut the conversation down, but do it in a way that is productive for you, for yourself mentally, right? Because we, we want it to be a way that you are sitting comfortable with, not just a negative kind of like, thing that's taking a toll on you. Yeah, right, yeah. exactly. Cuz that's and that's what I was trying to get at is like that's why I was starting out being like overly polite being like, "Oh, thanks, but" and but then I was like, "Well, no, we don't need to thank the person who's giving us unsolicited advice." Yeah. But if we go too far in the other direction and we're just like, "Screw you, I don't need any advice." Like, <laughs> and you make a big scene, then you're you're going to go home later and be like, "That sucked. Like that whole thing sucked." And, yeah. and instead, you could be 
we want to find a way, and maybe some of you are going to help us by sending us your answers, but like finding a way to leave feeling like, hey, I really stood up for myself, and hopefully that person thought about it for a second and was like, mm, maybe I shouldn't give out unsolicited advice. Yeah. Like that's the response that we want, is that like the person who is getting that unsolicited advice ends up feeling like, I, I stood up for myself, I feel good. Um, but yeah. not so far as to say like, well, I really like, I told that guy and now I yeah. created this big scene and he probably feels bad and now I feel bad and creating totally. this whole negative spiral, right? I, mean, I kind of like where you're going with there. It could just be something along the lines of, hey, I know you're totally being well-intentioned and well-meaning, but when you're giving out unsolicited advice at the gym, it can be really, um, you know, sometimes it can be hurtful for people. Sometimes it can be damaging for people um, because they're trying to do the best that they can and they're going to feel like they're going to be judged as they're going through the process. So um, I understand where you're coming from, but this is what I'm doing and this is my own process. So um, take that with a grain of salt, but this is how I feel. And then just leave it at that. Yeah. Um, something along those lines, I think, could let the person know that they could be, you know, engaging in harmful behavior, even though they think personally that they're doing a good job of whatever they think they're doing. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, I mean, we don't have a perfect answer for this because it just depends on the situation and yeah. it is a, it's a tough situation to be in. So, yeah. but would love to hear your input. So leave us uh, any comments uh, or DMs uh, on Instagram and we'd love to read them. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, those are all of our answers or sort of answers to your burning <laughs> questions for today. Thank you so much for sending them. And if you have any uh, questions of your own, you can send us a DM at Achieve Fitness Boston on Instagram. If you like the podcast and you wouldn't mind leaving us an iTunes review, we'd be super grateful for that. And until next time, peace, love, and, and muscles. muscles.